Welcome to your Daily Dose with Bob and Nick. It's Bob. Today we continue our conversation with our buddy Ryan Goodwin. Ryan is a musician, improviser, and a member of the funk band Raspberry Pi. In this episode, we pull back the curtain on the joys and the challenges of creating and performing in an original live show. Check it out. At a couple of our shows, I know that you work with the same people I do, and we work with some brilliant improvisers at SAC Comedy Lab. Yes. And you're the first person to see these people show up to that show. We had Jay Hopkins in one show. We had Emily Fontano and Robbie Pijo. All of our SAC friends showed up to one show. Okay. Oh, that was the same yeah. show. That was the same I show. So. Okay. <laughs> I, I can't it split it up my mind. So how did it feel to be there on the other side, almost basically doing a solo act in front of some heavy hitters. Oh, in the that book. was now I want to say rough because I was like, oh, let me just still have, try to have as much fun as I can. Yeah, but that was the show. That was the show where I was the most in my head. I was like, oh, oh god, this one's got to be funny. This one's got to be witty. This one's got to be good. <laughs> Whereas like the first uh, three of the four shows we did, I was just like, oh, I'll get Super the information, loose. yeah, loose, sing a song, be silly. If it doesn't work, whatever, move on to the next person. But that I was like, oh god. Was it specifically because of them, or was there other stuff going on? Uh, I think that was kind of the main reason yeah. for that. I was yeah, like, yeah. When I looked at that, it's like, oh, they're gonna know what I'm up to. Like, they're I, gonna know I, like the kind of the gears that are turning because they've got the same kind of gears that exactly. turn in their heads when they do shows. I'm like, well, I hope like my gears will impress them as as they know how these gears turn. You know? And and I am sure they do. Here's the thing with them: their their instruments are their voices. Okay, that's yeah. that's it. Okay, they're not tasked with playing another instrument while using their instrument, their voice, while using their improv mind. That's an, an added thing, right? But th- but I think the part of, that I wanted to tease out was it's hard to play in front of people who you know your skill may not surprise them. Like you expect, and most of the audience goes, wow, he can yes. he can make up a song yeah. right with, with about me. And they're all like, Even if it's not good. They're like, wow, yeah. he did that. Exactly. You know? <laughs> Uh, so so I, then, is that something that you've gotten over, Bob, or is that something that still kind of happens? Like I, maybe with the local group, you're like, yeah, I can perform in front of I'm, them, but I'm pretty much over it at this yeah. point right now. I mean, I care that they have a good time. I care yeah. that I care that they understand the love and care that went into the production itself, and and I believe from all directions that they did, they felt that. Uh, whether or not you know they love my performance. Uh, I, I sometimes I don't love my performance, and that's even within our run of four shows. I loved three of them. One of them I was I was a fumble button. I just couldn't, mm-hmm. and, and kind of critical points when your button is is used to represent uh, something as powerful as the N word. Yeah, right. I mean, and it's like so. I, you want to get that timing right, uh, but guess what? That's what live shows are, right? I mean, and and I tell you the truth. I love doing it with you guys because I felt totally safe. I felt like if things did go wrong, we would be good with each other. It's not like we're going to yeah. risk. I've seen some shows fall apart. If the show falls apart, the team falls apart. You know, mm-hmm. I never felt at risk for that at all, which I think made it feel fun and good. And like we were bringing something good to the world because all the stuff that people have been saying who have said anything about it have said good things. Yeah. You know, not yeah. to make it just about that again but we're together again like for the first time since then hey. yeah really all together yeah, nice to no, see I'll, your I'll, shining faces yeah i'll echo that uh, sentiment that i felt safe in this show yeah like you know you guys uh at least you know are coming from this improv background of like as opposed to everyone else who has like the scripted show with all these cues and all these moments oh. whereas you know if we're making this presentation and if something doesn't go right we're able to 
sort of, or you guys are able to adjust and yeah. take it the next place it needs to go. When I think we, we, we purposefully put it together in a, in a place where we could over deliver very easily. So it was the smallest venue. Yeah. So we yeah. didn't have to do something for 200 people, mm-hmm. right? Like, and have to put on that much more. Because I would imagine, and you guys would know better than me, like when you're in front of a lot more people, it's a lot more energy. It's a lot more Absolutely. pressure. A lot more. Um, and then we, we charged the $6, which at the mm-hmm. time I was like, I don't want to charge that much because I don't know if it's going to be good. And I think we over-delivered <laughs> yeah. on the value. I didn't know that that's why you charged that because I wanted to charge that just because... I wanted people to be able to come. Yeah. I wanted people because yeah. I was tired of spending a lot for random... Like every level of show, it seemed like, was always going to be 12 to $15 at Fringe. And that's not a yeah, knock on yeah. Fringe. People need to make yeah, money they do. for all the work they put into it. I get that. Yeah. But you know, there's no way to discern between a really, really good show at $15 versus a, oh my God, I want my, an hour of my life back for right. $15. The price tag at Fringe isn't indicative of the quality of the show. Correct. No, exactly. Like it, it is for a lot of other things. Yeah. It's yeah. aspirational in many instances. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's people saying, I, I, I would like to be this. Or and be again, that. I you need to make money off of this. Like you uh, you have to, uh, in some cases, this is how people make their money mm-hmm. um, yeah. as they go on the Fringe yeah. circuit. No, that's a, the people make their living. I know Chase Padgett traveled around the world. I mean, well, mostly Canada and the United States. That's but, part of the but world. That's two yeah. countries. So you can call it the world. <laughs> yeah, that's international. That's international. But, but that was, that's it. You know, that was that was what they do. You know, I mean, and guess what? There are other people in the gig society that they take their shows wherever they can take them because a new audience is a new audience. And I know this is a keynote speaker that I can do the exact same material in a completely different environment. And have it killed just as well as that last environment, yeah. Because it's new to the new people, you know. Um, and that's, I think, how the show survived. But I think it would drive me crazy to do the exact same thing. I mean, I enjoyed the four things, four times that we did the same show, yeah. Even though it was mildly different each time, it was basically the same thrust of the show, right? Yeah. I, there I was some thrusting, yes. <laughs> so when you go back to being you're the public speaker role, and yeah. you're doing the same. Uh, speech, you're doing the same talk each time. Do you have that group that does follow you around from city to city? You know those <laughs> hardcore fans? I don't. Just, I have no... I, yeah. They get in the van and they're just like, we're conscious There's no great... Conscious that. speech, let's go! <laughs> <laughs> I love this part. You're going to love this part. <laughs> I wish now. Now that, you, now that you describe it like that. We, we're going to well, do that. I have Ryan a, and I too. are going to do I this. have a fear of redundancy. Yeah. I really don't like... If I see someone in my audience who I know has already seen a talk that I'm about to deliver... I feel bad. Like I don't want to. I don't want to be that redundant. I don't want yeah. people. To, I also don't want people to look at me and go, "Oh, I guess that's all he's got." That's that one speech yeah. that's that I keep seeing over and over again. Okay, so same question for you as a musician. You guys do. I would imagine you change a set list from night to night to keep yeah, it a little but interesting. We'll play but the same handful of things. And yeah, usually so put them in the, the same or really close. Like there's one song that we called Left Lane that we'll usually open with. Yeah, uh, with Raspberry Pi. So how does that feel for you and for an audience? Do you feel that same like uh, I'm? You know, they are gonna get bored of it. I'm gonna get bored of it. Sometimes, but not really. Because at least with that, and especially when I'm playing with other people, uh, I'll answer your question in a second, but when I'm playing at home by myself, yeah. I feel like a hack, even when there's nobody watching. I'm playing, uh, just sitting at my home, playing in the piano. So uh, just practicing? Yeah, like practicing, getting a song or, or yeah, just trying to like, kind of jamming, you know, because uh, that's 
I'll just do that for fun. Like I won't yeah. actively practice. I'm like, oh, just let me just play. You know, whatever's going on, my feelings, or whatever. But then I'll notice my gimmicks, my my rolodex of like you know the chord progressions or you know melodies or whatever. I'm like, oh, sounds like all the same thing. Uh, but when I'm playing with other people, there's this cool discovery that we can still have like within the song. Be like, yeah. oh, I'll play you know a little lick here that I didn't play before, mm-hmm. or uh, will there are occasionally um, moments in some of the songs where I just try to make Doug laugh. Like I'll yeah. just do like a little say a little tag and I'm like if I can get Doug to break then I've won like and that's fun for us. Hey, it's Nick. Thanks for listening. I think there's a good lesson in what Ryan was saying about always having a way to spice something up that has some repetition to it, like the intros and outros that we do for every episode. This being the 625th one that I've done intros and outros for, and I keep it fresh, so fresh, so very fresh. Have a great day.